Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the weekly Star Wars podcast, keeping you abreast of all of the most recent news from a galaxy far, far away. And every now and again, smattering in an opinion piece or two, which is exactly what I have for you today. I am Mark Asquith, your host for this episode, because, well, Mr. Gary, he's uh, he's been away. He's been at a conference, actually. He's been at a podcasting conference over in Dallas, and he's come back with the bloody covid he's only gone and got covid oh dear me hopefully he's feeling better next week it's always a funny time during summer as well so you remember i had the wonderful danny brown on the last episode that i published and we had a little week off last week because we were dotted around and we were sort of away and then next week gary's going to be flying solo because i'm away it's always funny during summer because when you're co-hosting a podcast, because it's, everything just goes a little crazy with travel, but we will keep publishing. And today I'm going to talk to you about four things that I'd like to see in Andor, because the release of Andor is rapidly approaching. And I've been pondering a few things. I've been pondering several things that I'd like to see from the series. It's, it's, it's one of those series that frankly i didn't think i was going to be too bothered about you know we've talked about it way back when when it was first announced and i was just i just wasn't that interested because i just thought well i don't know much about cassian andor and so on and so forth but the more i've seen of it and the trailers and 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 the the the, the wider cast in um people like mom mothma um you've got obviously saw guerrero and i'm sure there'll be others in there that we recognize it's just become quite interesting it's just become quite interesting so that's what i'm going to talk about four things i'd like to see from andor what do you think what do you want to see from andor let me know on twitter sparkerrebellion.com forward slash twitter let me know what what are you interested in are you this is something that i'm interested in that you're not too keen on just let me know because i think it's going to be an interesting show like i said sparkrebellion.com slash twitter and if you like the podcast and you want to support us you can do so by chucking us a quid or two over at sparkofrebellion.com slash patreon we would greatly appreciate that and thank all of our current patrons for your support so like i said the release of Andor is approaching. We're, we're looking at, I think we're looking at September the 8th. All right. As a release date, it's quite, it's an embarrassment of riches as a geek actually over the next few weeks. We've got She Hulk, which is uh, the Marvel series, which is, you know, three episodes in. I don't know. Don't know what, don't, don't quite know what I think about it yet. But we've also got Andor. We've also got Cobra Kai. We've got Thor Love and Thunder coming to Disney Plus. We've got so much good stuff coming out. All right. It really is this embarrassment of riches as a geek. And there's so much more. There's so much more. And it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you get into this geekdom, you get into this kind of uh, fan culture, this pop culture, and we've never had it so good. Yet, when shows are produced or when things are produced, inevitably, you know, that the, there are people that don't like it. We saw it with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I really enjoyed the show and a lot of fans hate it. I I get that and I respect opinions, but, you know, it, it's, it's uh, we've talked about it before. It's a divisive fandom, you know, but I think just thinking, well, wait a sec. 
this is great. Look at all the stuff that we've got going on. Like just looking at it through that lens, I think is, is worthwhile. So as I've thought about on and or more and more, like I've said to you just a second ago, and like Gaz and I have spoken about a few times on the show, I just wasn't that fussed when it first got announced. I mean, it got announced alongside uh, Range of the New Republic, uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, did it get announced on? No, it didn't. Book of Boba Fett was the surprise, wasn't it, at the end of Mando? Um, but it got announced alongside some of these others, like Ahsoka and so on and so forth. And for me, it was it was sort of the weakest one, maybe outside of Range of the New Republic. Uh, don't think I was fussed on that one either, but. Like I said, the more I've seen, we spoke about this with Gaz and with Danny as well, the more I've become interested because it's gritty. And, and, and the more that I've seen of how it's going to be structured, so if, I think it's a 12-episode run with at least two time jumps, if I remember correctly. I'm sure it's got two time jumps, so we're probably going to get a, a four-episode a four arc with a bigger 12-episode arc obviously running alongside it. The, the, with each four episode arc spanning one time frame. So I don't know how close to Rogue One we're going to get. I don't know if, you know, flipping it on its head and going back in time. I don't know how close to, um, Order 66 and the formation of the Galactic Empire. I don't know how, how close we're going to get to that. I don't know what those timings are. I think it's reasonably safe to say that this will, it will touch on, um, elements of rebels. You know, we've got Saw Gerrera in there. He's, he's obviously becoming a bit of a stalwart uh, within within the, the, this kind of era canon. Um, it's safe to say that it's probably going to touch on the time frame of where Solo existed. Um, it's got to touch on, of course, things like the time period of um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, as we know, which was, what was that, six years? Five years, six years um, after the fall of, uh, of the Republic. So it's going to be interesting. Are we going to get cameos? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Ahsoka's knocking around. I mean, for my money, Fulcrum, um, the entire Ahsoka novel takes place just a couple of years before, I think. And no, are we going to see cameos? Probably. I don't want to focus on that today, but probably at least, at least maybe Ahsoka, just because that's the next character that we're going to see that hasn't been, um, in their own series. So it just, it feels like that's sort of a, you know, just from a marketing perspective, just why would you not do? But we'll see. Like I said, I don't want to talk about that. And what I will tell you before I get to these four things I'd like to see in Andor, or at least looked at in Andor, none of these are cameos. None of these are cameos. All right. So I'm not going to say, oh, you know, thing one, I'd love to see Obi-Wan. Yeah, of course I would, but it's probably not going to happen. Number two, you know, I don't want to, I'm I don't want to see Baby Luke. Not interested. So I'm not going to go through cameos that I want to see, all right? Because that we just don't. I think if 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 anything has been learned from what Star Wars has done on on Disney Plus, it's that you can never quite guess what's going to happen. So let's forget the cameos for now, all right? So here is my wish list, and do let me know. Like I said on Twitter, SparkRebellion.com slash Twitter. Let me know whether you. Agree? Disagree? Whether you want to see something else? Whether you don't want to see some of the things? All right, but here's my wish list. Number one, this is the one that I'm really keen on. I want to see the legacy, the impact, and the lasting effects of Padme's death. I want to see the questions that people have. I want to see the knowledge around her marriage. You know, Obi-Wan, when you look and read between the lines of a lot of the Clone Wars episodes and, 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 and certainly, obviously, Revenge of the Sith. He knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. So I want to see, did anyone else suspect? Did anyone else 
wonder. Obviously, Ahsoka sort of knew. Did Bail Organa know? Did Bon Mothma know? Did anyone else know that was that was part of uh, of the delegation of the two thousand, which we'll get to in a sec? Who knew? Who asked why she died? What was the story around her death? What was her lasting impression on the nascent rebellion? You know, was that a spark of rebellion? Was that the reason that they galvanized a little bit quicker than maybe they would have? And again, I'll sort of get to that in the next point. I also, and I, and I said I wouldn't talk about cameos. I don't want to see Vader as such, but... I don't know if we're going to see the Emperor manipulating things. Just not much. I mean, even, maybe even like Masameda or Grand Moff Tark. I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to have to be an authority figure, and I don't think it's going to be... What's his name? Mutton Chops. Can't remember his name. You know, Mutton Chops from Rebels. I can't see it being him. So, like, who? there's going to need to be someone in power. You know, the one... Um, imperial antagonist. Probably won't be as high as the Emperor, but I, I, I just... Maybe we'll see that, and I'd like to just just nudge an exploration of, of, of how Anakin is feeling behind the mask in the early stages of the rebellion. I, I'm not I'm not that interested in you know if we talk about the time jump, so you know blocks two and three of of each four episodes, so episodes five through twelve. I think that's what it is. I'm not overly interested in. Seeing Vader in those later two blocks of episodes, I, I, that'd be, but I would be interested in seeing purely from the effect of Padme's death perspective, a little bit of Anakin, just, you know, just be manipulated a little bit or someone invoking Padme's name around Vader and just seeing it. Now, I know we've seen this in things like Lord of the Sith, the book. We've seen it in some of the comics, certainly at the minute with Sabe and, 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 and the way that that relationship with Vader is going on in the comics. But I don't know, just, just a little bit of something to round out what we saw in Obi-Wan, sort of to top and tail it, to bookend it. That I don't necessarily think we'll see. But I think it would be interesting just to start to build more of that character, you know, the person of, of Anakin uh, as, 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 as he is within the, 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 the guys of Vader. So, we'll, you know, I'd like to sort of see that. Um, but that for me is the big one. I need to see and I want to see that legacy, the impact and the lasting effects of Padme's death. Who knew what? Who suspected what? What did they get told properly? You know, let's see the lies being spun. Let's see who covered up the death. You know, we saw at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we saw that Padme was made to look like she was still pregnant, which was a way of making sure that no one thought that Anakin's kid had been born. Well, who did that? Was it Yoda and Obi-Wan and Bail Organa? Did they bring other people in? Because they must have done. Did they bring the handmaidens in, which we've seen, you know, a lot of handmaidens in the books? Did Who did it? Who knows? I think that is fascinating. And that, for me, could be the real, just the real backbone of this show you know yeah everything has to be about Andor it has to be about oppression it has to be about this militant state about this dictatorship about the galaxy being forced into this oppressive state you know Star Wars is a commentary as we've seen and there's a lot of things going on now in the world where you can see the mirroring but just I think it just there's a thread there a thin red line that could run through this entire thing and I 
I, I believe that that would be a really interesting thread to keep running through it, which actually leads me to my second point on the wish list. And remember, if you want to talk about this, hit me up on Twitter, sparkofrebellion.com slash Twitter. But that does lead me to my second thing on the wish list, my second wish for Andor, which is the rise of Mon Mothma and the delegation of 2000. So the delegation of 2000, um, loyalists, um, they were part of a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith. They featured Padme Amidala, they featured Mon Mothma, and they, of course, featured Bail Organa and uh, a few others. Uh, I think it was uh, Bail Antilles, one of them as well. I, I forget. Um but I, I want to see this. I want to see the 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 rise of Mon Mothma. And this sort of leads to my third thing as well, which I'll get to in a sec. But the rise of Mon Mothma as the leader, all right? Because we've seen her in Rogue One. We've seen her throughout the original trilogy with her presence being felt in, in certain places. If you've read Aftermath, you know that she was the leader. Leia was, was, was the inspiration. She was the, you know the face, if you like, but Mon Mothma was the leader when, when, when everything moved on to, um, uh, what's her homeworld? I forget homeworld. Was it Hosnian Prime? Yeah. They moved the Senate over to Hosnian Prime when they reformed the New Republic. And that was the world that then got destroyed by the First Order with Starkiller Base. And it makes you want, you know, is that when Mon Mothma died? Who knows? Um, so I want to see that. I want to see how did Mon Mothma do this? How did she manage to do that because we've sort of seen it in Rebels we've seen in Rogue One we've read it in Catalyst we know that these cells exist how did how did they become managed we know they get brought together by people like Guerrera who's you know quote unquote a radical in the eyes of people like Mothma we know that they get brought together by by things going on in the galaxy and we've seen that in Rebels, you know, one cell on the ghost. We've seen it with um, just Rogue One starting to pull together people on Yavin 4. And th- there's, a, there's a big story there around cell by cell, resistance, Rebels, resistance, you know, over in this corner of the galaxy, in this corner, and then the disparity. So I think that's quite interesting. And I'm interested in the delegation of the 2000 as well, like how we know that they get... Some of them get arrested, some of them get persecuted. We know about that, but let's see some of it. Because for there to be consequences, for us to see, and we've seen this a little bit in Solo, and we've certainly seen it in things like Rogue One, this is a dirty war, all right? It's oppression. It's changing the entire galaxy from a democracy to a dictatorship, from a pure, well, you know, a system that clearly didn't work, but a pure system <laughs> that was just manipulated from the inside, which was why it didn't work, into, you know, fascism. So I'm interested in, in how that leadership formed. And we saw that delegation of 2000, what happens to each of those, you know, because there's something in there that's similar to the Jedi Purge. There is something that's in there that's similar to the Jedi Purge. And... I also want to see, um, this is not, this is a bonus. I don't, I'm a bit reticent to put this one in, but I do, I am going to mention it. It's not, it's not really on my wish list, but I think it more accents some of the other tales and some of the other stories. The propaganda and the stories and the sentiment around the Jedi. What were they told? 
at large in the galaxy. And we know that, again, we've seen that in different places. But I think it would be interesting. It's funny because I don't want to dwell on it. You know, it's, I think um, it's been said already by the cast and the crew of Andor that there are no Jedi. That doesn't necessarily mean there are no Jedi in Andor. I don't think there will be. There may, may be a tease, like I said, maybe a, a bit of an Ahsoka thing, maybe. But I, 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 and I, this is why I don't want to dwell on the Jedi, because I think it's it, it would be nice to let Andor just stand on its own two feet, at least for a while. So I don't want to dwell on the Jedi, but I'd like to just get a little bit of tease, you know, a little bit of knowledge, a couple of throwaway lines that just round out the picture of what the galaxy thinks of the Jedi at that point. You know, we know they were branded as traitors. We know they were branded as rebels against the Senate and against the Republic. Um, we know that they were, the, the, the galaxy at large was told that they were plotting to overthrow the Emperor and that they were the ones that disfigured him, which is not exactly a lie from a certain point of view. But I think it's it's just trying to figure out like how do you tell that story a little bit more and how do you I suppose how do you thread it through without it taking over you because you, you've got to be careful with that it can it can it can as we've seen in other <laughs> other productions it can overtake everything it can it can become the focus which is a bit of a problem you know it's not an easy thing to to overcome that because it's such a big story point and such a, well, it's the focus of everything else, isn't it? It's the focus of, of every other piece of media, really. So I think that's quite interesting. How do they navigate that? And I'd, I'd just like to see that thrown in there just, just in passing, just, you know, whether you, that could even be visual cues, you know, just posters or hollow net reports or whatever, you know, I, I don't quite know how that, how that can be threaded in, but it, it, it we need something but it has to support this rise of the leadership and this rise of that delegation of the 2000 or maybe not the rise, but the persecution and the inspiration thereof. And you know, how these cells form and how the, the, the you know, when do they start to come together and so on and so forth. So it's quite an interesting challenge to tell that story, but I'd like to see that. But like I said, make it centered much more around sort of Mon Mothma and that delegation of 2000, which if I spin that around a little bit, that's the third thing that I'd be really interested in seeing, the main thing, because it's something that we've not yet seen that I can remember. I don't think we've seen this. Maybe a little bit in some of like the print material, but not not anything too crazy. Like, How does the actual Galactic Senate function? How does it function? Like, What is Coruscant like? What is... We've seen it throughout the the prequels. You know, the, 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 that Senate chamber was a big deal. It was a real focal point of everything. You know, all the big decisions were made there. All the, the errors were made by certain people. And it, that was such a big part of it. And then it disappeared. Oh, it didn't disappear. It just wasn't in the originals because right at the beginning, one of the first scenes is that the, the Senate's been destroyed or disbanded. And then it's, it's not really present in the sequel trilogy because it was blown up on Hosnian Prime in the first one. So... It's almost one of the main connecting features that we've yet to see actually connect, if that makes sense. We've seen it in the books with Leia and, and, and um, a few of the discussion points in Catalyst and so on, which were really the latter days um, of, of the Senate. And, and, and we've seen it a little bit in Rebels, but not anything that explains how does it function now that there's just now a dictator in place. You know, how does the delegation of 2000 fit into this? How does Mothma navigate being a senator? How does Bail Organa 
navigate being a senator. And again, we saw that a little bit in some of the books and we certainly saw that a little bit in Obi-Wan Kenobi. How do we do that? You know, how do we, how, how does that Senate function? And how do the cells within that Senate, how do this, this, this nascent set of rebels function within the confines of that? And I just feel like there's a lot of layers there. You know, if we're talking espionage, this is supposed to be a dirty espionage thing. All right. I think there's a lot of layers there that could be used and it could be quite a, well, it could be a very interesting story, a very interesting story. You know, the way that, that there's um, subterfuge and there's, there's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that you wouldn't necessarily see in other materials, you know, but these multi-threaded stories, this duplicity that we were used to seeing in the prequels from the bad guys. You know, we're used to seeing the duplicity from the bad guys. But now the quote-unquote good guys have got to be the duplicitous ones. How does that work? How do they feel about it? You know, we've seen the Cassinando was born into war or, 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 you know, certainly at a very young age got involved in it. We know that from Rogue One. And I believe that's why there's the time jumps in Andor. But how does how does the political side work? Now, we can't spend too much time on that because otherwise people are like, oh, it's too political, it's like prequels. Yeah, that's fine, right? Political stories are all right. Doesn't just have to be laser swords. That's cool. So, I think there's. I just think there's a story in there that will make this compelling. You know, how do the good guys go about the subterfuge? They're the ones now that have got to be duplicitous and the ones that are sort of manipulating. You know, that's that could be for me. That could be the real nucleus of this entire show. Could be very, very interesting. That's the third thing that I want to see. And remember, how do you feel about this? Let me know, sparkrebellion.com slash Twitter. What do you want to see? Do you want to see more of this? Do you want to see less of this? Let me know. Let me know. Which brings me to my last point. And a bonus. I'm going to give a bonus one. But I've already mentioned it anyway. I want to see some real focus on some rebel cells forming in total disparity and details on how Mon Mothma and Bail Organa start to bring them together. I want to see the extremes that Saw Guerrero goes to to getting the reputation that he's got in Rogue One. I want to see the precursor to rebels. I want to see other cells like the Ghost Crew. I want to see the Ghost Crew. That'd be badass. But I want to see... All of these disparate cells fighting for their own particular corner of the galaxy. You know, are we going to get um, Harris Indulla's dad, Cham Indulla? Is he, you know, he going to pop up? Does he? Is he? Is he around? You know, on Ryloth? I don't know. But how do these cells operate individually? And what what is it that for twenty years can convince them to start to pull together? Because that rebellion, that nascent rebellion, started with that delegation of the two thousand back in Revenge of the Sith from that deleted scene. So that's nineteen years of in-canon time that can pass. How does it, how does it work? Who makes the moves? How many of the fulcrums are there? Is it just a soaker? Was there a fulcrum before? Is fulcrum, are there many fulcrums? Who knows? That's what I want to see. I want to see the disparity and the scrappiness and the fight and then start to see it being pulled together on the back of, you know, you think about that kind of, um, you know, there's almost the, 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 the two sides of the coin, the light and the dark. You know, how does these 
disparate cells start to come together, which is then set against the backdrop of this, what appears to be fully functioning Galactic Senate with these spies. And Cassian Andor is a spy. With these spies, with these senators that are essentially spies, you know, that's a real interesting kind of duology that I think could be explored. And again, could be quite interesting to look at, but I want specifics. How do these cells get pulled together? Like I said before, are there more than one fulcrum? Who knows? And that's what I want to see in the bonus, which brings all of this together. I want to see the charm master that is Jimmy Smith. Of course, we want to see Bail Organa. For me, this is not just a cameo. Bail Organa is one of the red threads. And the biggest issue for me is that with Star Wars, everything's felt disconnected from the prequels, except for the written literature, because that's sort of easy. You don't have to film anything. There's no production. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's relatively easy in comparison to a movie or a TV show. And that we've only seen connectivity apart from The Last Jedi mentioning Luke mentioning Darth Sidious. There's not really been any major connectivity between the prequels, the Clone Wars, Rogue One. Maybe a touch in Rebels. Maybe a... And, but that was sort of... It wasn't there to connect the prequel trilogy with the original trilogy. That was there to tie a lot more together. What I'm talking about here is Bail Organa survives until the Death Star blows up Alderaan. He's on Alderaan. All right? He's the red thread. And, you know, so is Bail Organa. But we've seen more of Bail. So I'm in Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've seen him in the prequels. And the dynamic between him and Mon Mothma, we've never really explored, you know? So, yeah, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Smith is a charming bloody guy, and it's just good to see him. But it, he serves a story purpose. He was instrumental in, in what was going on in the rebellion in the early days and up right up to, right up to, Grand Moff Tarkin pulls a blinder and blows up Alderaan. But we've not seen that. And this is the opportunity to do it. And for Andor to be that missing link, that real espionage, this real duplicitous, this real spy-based thriller that gives us all of these, I suppose these answers, but they're not answers. They're just, they flesh things out. They tell the fuller story. And I think Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith, is a vital, vital part of that. Well, that is a wrap. Thank you for joining me on Spark of Rebellion this week. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'll be away next week. I'm uh, away on a family vacation. I'm going to take the old missus out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's not true. It's not just us. It's uh, me, my good lady, a little kid, parents, dog. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 
got a roof box to pack. So I'm not going to be around, but Gary will be back. He will be over his bout of COVID, and I'm sure he's going to recap some of the week's Star Wars news for you. But until then, enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Let me know what you think of my and or wish list over at sparkrebellion.com slash Twitter. Huge thanks to Danny Brown for joining me on the last episode once more. And until next time, remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.